0: please keep
1: your hands and feet inside the vehicle at all times you are now entering the flip side
0: welcome back to the flip side podcast where we talk everything upside down and inside out and today i have jelani here He is a numerology, symbolism, all sorts of uh, coded matrix language breaking barrier type of dude. And I'm very excited for him to break it all down with us because obviously uh, I know my listeners love this kind of stuff. I love this kind of stuff. So Jelani, thank you so much for being here. I want to dive deep. Let's go on the self-discovery journey. Thank you for being here.
1: Hey guys, so we're going to be talking all about self-initiation and the journey through the rabbit hole and how I got to be a numerologist and what I've discovered using the tools of numerology. So all the mystical arts I'm sure you guys are familiar with. You have the tarot, you have astrology, you have Chinese astrology, Vedic astrology, and then you have numerology, which I believe supersedes all because it dives into the exact code that this mathematically-based reality runs on. So when you encounter synchronicity and synchronistic events, you are experiencing a divine order, a higher divine order that is orchestrated all of our personal lives. So when you just look into the very essence of what language is, words are vibrations, words are spells, words hold energy. And these words also have a numerical value assigned to them in various ciphers. And this is a pure form of numerology. Some may call it gematria. I like to call it alphanumerics. Some call it letterology. But basically, what you're doing is breaking down what letter in the alphabet corresponds with a number. And in the simple English form, A is 1, B is 2, C is 3, and it goes to Z, which is twenty-six. You put all those phrases together, it'll compute to a number. And what you're going to find after decoding and exploring yourself is that a lot of your personality traits, a lot of events that have happened in your life and events that are going to happen are coded into these numbers aligned with your name and respectively your birthday.
0: I love it. And so for everybody who doesn't know where to begin with this, um, what is... You know, out of all of the things that you you mentioned, like what's a good point to start at? I know that I found numerology through my life path. So would you recommend, you know, like if people are curious and they just have no background in this like um you know where where can they start that way if they want to listen to this episode and then kind of come back and and really dive deep with us? like how would they how would you uh, recommend those people start?
1: So the three basics to starting this off, I would say you get on the website Gamatronator, and you just start plugging in your name. It's a whole database calculator system with all the ciphers laid out. So it's going to take a minute for you to study the ciphers and get familiar with them. English is the easiest because that's the one we're most familiar with. And you're probably going to want to get a couple of books on numerology and Kabbalah because the art of this is the mystical art of Kabbalah. And
0: I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. I would say it succeeds Kabbalah in uh, terms of how old it is. But Kabbalah is like the root form of it. Like, you know, that's the base form. It's what you're doing. You're practicing Kabbalah.
0: That is so interesting because that is like one realm of study that I've had all these books about Kabbalah and I just never dove deep into it. And I had no idea of the connection. So I appreciate you. You You just let me know. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and another thing that's interesting about Kabbalah is you can see that like all philosophies and religions throughout the world, there's pieces of it that are incorporated in it. And, and that's because the Hebrew uh, Zohar is pretty much like one of the oldest uh, written languages in the world. So if you really want to dive deep, you got to get into the Sanskrit, you got to get into mm-hmm. Sumerian, you got to get into the Hebrew the first Hebrews, because that's where a lot of things started. And these early people, I believe, just discovered these letters. They discovered these characters, you know, because God communicates through these numbers and letters. When you see how divinely orchestrated your life path is through them, it was definitely ordained by a higher power. And these people are just simply learning that, following it in a simulated order and living out their script. I call it a scripted reality because um, you'll see that you're you're pretty much an actor here. Everybody's an actor, and actress. We're all playing out our roles on a big movie set and Earth is Hollywood. So, you know, a lot of people aren't aware of the role that they're playing because... They've been inside of this construct for so long in the Samsara wheel that they've just lost awareness of who they really are. But when you find out who you are in this physical meat suit, you're like, wow, I'm really just an actor playing a role. And that's when it becomes fun. It can either be fun or scary when you start to get to these deeper levels of the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. And it, it definitely gets intense, but you just got to have fun with it. You know, This life should be taken almost as if it's a joke without trying to explain too much of what the joke is because then it's no longer funny. And that's something I'm telling myself because I find myself trying to explain things to like a, you know, an audience that may not understand and I have to like go through so many different waves and transitions and there's information all over the place. This is a self-discovery type of thing. Mm-hmm. And anybody who's curious or anybody who's just willing to consider the possibility that this is all true, you you have the free will to explore it that's where your free will is
0: yeah i love how you mentioned that because now that i'm thinking about my own self discovery and to like just even researching any of this it almost felt like a blip in the matrix um i kind of just like fell into it it wasn't like i went on a um seeking journey to find this kind of stuff like it fell in my lap a little bit and then that's when i got curious and i started looking into this more and more so i love how you brought up like these past civilizations kind of discovering all this stuff as well like it wasn't like they just made it up and figured it out because i I remember as a kid that was one of the questions i had was like did somebody just make up math like (laughs) you know (laughs) like there's no way that somebody was just like okay one, two, three, like it, it was, it's very interesting, all of this to me. So I love how you you brought up like this stuff kind of just finds you. And I feel like for anybody who is curious about it, like you'll just know and you'll want to dive deeper. For those who like don't get it and don't want to know it, and like that's okay too. But you know, it, it going from these very basic steps to these higher cl- courses in this kind of stuff, like I feel like you just can't stop after a while. Like if you're curious, it's gonna, you're gonna oh, want to yeah. figure it out.
1: <laughs> it, it, it It is addicting. Once you get started with this, and you get familiar with how to use the mystical arts, you're gonna get addicted to learning about yourself, because it just adds a whole new shocking layer to life. Like, oh my god, my life fucking makes sense. Yeah. You know, the good, the bad, the ugly, it all makes sense. And uh, the ugly part, the bad parts, they they, they really do suck but when you tie in all the philosophies throughout the world not just one dogma but all of them buddhism hinduism christianity you'll see that there is this um there's parallels between these truths um you know and i think they're all kind of scattered out and separated on purpose and throughout your lifetimes of incarnating over and over you your awareness raises to the fact that All of these are little truths. And then you start to see that there's this matrix-like simulation reality. It's a Ponzi scheme. And that's when I, I think life becomes its most fun, after you go through all that suffering. And then you come out on the other side and you're like, hey, I've learned all of this now. And I have the playbook. I have the handbook, the blueprint. You know, let me go out into the world with this and be a king, you know, be a queen.
0: Yeah, make your reality whatever you want it to be. Like, I, like you talking about this on, on this podcast, and in, in a couple episodes, I've touched on the idea of do we have free will. And you kind of just yeah. enlighten me a little bit, because it's like, there is an option, right? Like, the more and more I dive into this, I'm like, I, I actually do believe that we have free will. But until you know, that you have free will and you look at all of these other things that could be almost like tethering you along on a path, like you can break that string almost with this type of knowledge. And correct me if, if I'm, if you believe I'm wrong, but I, I think it's so cool because now that I've learned some of this stuff, like you really can almost observe your life as opposed to feeling like you're on autopilot and like things are just happening. Like this is a tool to then master that samsara reincarnation as you were talking about.
1: Yeah. So there's definitely some overlapping between fate and free will, because, you know, you have certain things that are like really deterministic. They happen to you. You meet certain people, you go to certain locations, and they're Mm -hmm. always aligned with the numbers. But you also have the ability to just observe, to meditate, to go in your internal world, and to pick what kind of uh, script in this timeline that you want to really go out with. And that's why I think compatibilism holds a really, really good point, that there's soft determinism, but there's also free will. And what's shocking about this is in the um, English cipher, if you just type out compatibilism, so C is 3, O is 15, you take all those letters and add up their numerical value together, you get 1, four, 1. Mm. And you take the words fate and free will, you put those in English, it equals 141. So they align to the same number. What else aligns to 141? Duality realm. Everything is paradoxical. Everything is dualistic. So both sides hold a bit of the truth to it. There's fate. There's also free will. What else equals 141? Duality and God. So the creator God of this matrix plays into the duality. The as above mirrors the so below. Where the below, the God is the as above so there's this collective biofeedback loop between us and the god and this entire reality is very cyclical it goes through ages we have iron gold silver bronze right now we're in iron everything's bad everything's shitty it's the dystopia the dark world but uh, is, it that is about to always into-
0: <laughs> it's always iron i did not mean to cut you off but that's what that is it's al- it's iron is the element that makes it like the dark ages yes uh-huh. and
1: it makes total sense when you look at uh just what's in our bloodstream right now what are the parasites attracted to the iron they feed off of that and there's a lot of solid density so you know we're in these dense vessels that have a lot of uh maintenance they're high maintenance vessels in the golden age we were more spirit so Mm -hmm. we were lighter we were able to flow a lot easier but you know, these this planet moves in cycles. So it descends and ascends. And this is written in the Kabbalah too. You have to go down, you have to send your roots down to hell to sprout out and blossom into heaven. Mm-hmm. So you know, when you when you begin to realize all of this, the equilibrium, finding the middle path and the balance between it all is mm-hmm. really stepping into wholeness or holiness. Yeah.
0: So this is reminding me too of hermetic principles, like as above, so below. And like with all of these lessons and teachings, like you're talking about, it really is pretty crazy to note that they all do coincide. Like you were talking about, like you really can find this similar information with whatever, it's almost like a language, like which language do you want to read and pick up on? Because it's going to be everywhere. It's so
1: cool. Exactly. Yeah, different languages all throughout the world, and different movie actors all throughout the world. Everyone's assigned an archetype. So you have this, uh, this is really where I think karma comes into play of it, because you'll have bad characters, you'll have good characters, Mm -hmm. you'll have people living out the Jesus Christ superstar script, that's what I like to call it, where they're just like the Messiah of their hometown, you know, you got to little jesus running around in india somewhere who's enlightening people on you know how to transcend their their illusion and their loops and all that
0: wait so question for everybody listening who might again who's like kind of new to this and we might be like freaking them out right now they're like where do i begin So you brought up archetypes and for me, I kind of like to do um, almost like a dungeon and dragons kind of thing. It's like you can almost correlate that with astrology, like whatever your sign is or whatever your number is. So um, with archetypes, like what what are the archetypes that you find like? Um, you know, going off of like life paths one through nine, if you could go through like a little bit of the basics, just so people know where to start with like finding their archetype, and then dive as deep as you can with that whole concept. Because okay,
1: <laughs> so this is where uh, the astrological signs sort of play into it, because we're all given these like personality traits with astrology. So if you've already dove into like just basic Western astrology, there's accuracy to that. And then if you look up your Chinese birth sign, there's even more accuracy, I would say, to that. Um so if you're a life path one, you're a person who is a uh, very strong willed. I would say a life path one almost has like the most free will because they're they're fighters. Mm-hmm. They're really gonna fight to get what they want and when you're in anchored into this scripted reality you're constantly going to be thrown curveballs that try to like you know test how much will you have to get up and say okay I'm, I'm gonna fight and life path ones have that ability um whereas life path sevens i'm a seven we're more of like the thinkers we're in our heads a lot and we do a lot of an analyzing and a lot of philosophy you'll find that um a lot of people who You know just use their brains a lot or life path sevens like elon musk he's a seven um i would say life path fives they have a lot of charming charisma physical looks you know you guys do well with just like probably getting on the camera and being a model on the camera whereas the life path three is going to be better to get on the camera and actually talk be entertaining Mm. with it And, uh, you know, it, your astrology signs also play a part in how much charisma you'll have, how confident you are, because some signs are a little more, you know, introverted. Mm -hmm. Some signs are more extroverted. And then some signs will literally have like both because then you have to look at your sun, your moon, uh, your mercury and all your placements in the chart. And there's websites which you can do that on and you can just do the research on what placements mean what, but I'd really suggest everyone just get on Gamatronator to see what their name computes to in numerology and just see what matches come up and you're automatically gonna resonate with something. And you know, when you dive into what your life path and astrological sign has a strength in, that's when you can really get out in the world and you know, know yourself better and know where you do well. So another thing you guys can do to just ensure um, more flow in the matrix to not get hit with those curveballs as hard is to do something that complements your Chinese astrological sign. Mm -hmm. So like if you're born in the year of an ox, for an example, try to go to restaurants that were founded in an ox year or try to go buy clothes that are, you know, that were created in an ox year. Look up the company. Uh, don't wear anything or go to any place that may have your enemy sign in it. So like, for example, if you're a goat like me, I would avoid things that have ox energy at all costs because that's my enemy sign. And let's say you're a rat. A rat is the first sign in the zodiac of the Chinese and its enemy sign is the horse. And guess what happened in 2020? six nine who was literally born in a rat year and is ironically nicknamed a rat got out of prison but kobe bryant died and he was in a horse year that was his enemy year so out of the 12-year cycle there's one year where you will have more hardships and if you just learn how to maneuver based off of what your astrological sign is you'll have a bit more luck but of course you know, to take it a step further, we can transcend these constructs to an extent when we learn how to use um, more of the mystical arts and just put a layer of protection over ourselves. So it's really just about expanding your awareness and learning as much as possible, because then you put yourself in a safer position while moving through a matrix that does operate based off of these astrological and numerical systems. So this yeah. is how you map your strengths. And this is how you prevent problems.
0: Yeah. I love how you mentioned that, like just becoming full of knowledge, because I know when I first stepped into the space, like the enemy year thing, and then all this kind of like stuff that was provoking a lot of fear in me was scaring the crap out of me. And once you start really diving into things and, and again, doing that kind of, I like to say like, it's almost like a spiritual bath when you yeah. rinse yourself of all of the fear and really just look into how you can maneuver better in those years and to just be aware it's you have more power than you think. Yeah, you do. Yeah. I like how you you say that because I think that's what kind of stops people from maybe looking into this information is I see a lot of people get really fearful. And what happens when we get fearful, we want to block all this information out instead of using it as a tool. So I'm glad that you reminded everybody like none of this stuff is supposed to be scary. It's supposed to help you.
1: It's supposed to help you yep and just the process of uh, going down the rabbit hole in general it it, it can be scary but the test is the, the fear if you can overcome that get out of that rabbit hole with a bunch of new knowledge now you're just more of an aware soul and you can literally go back to being your original self you don't have to be tainted by any of the dark truths you learn about this world because you came into this world innocent and that's just a layer of perspective that you can always bounce back to. That's why I say I am black-pilled, I am white-pilled, I am red-pilled, I am blue-pilled, I am all the pills all at once, yeah. you know? And I cycle through them all because that's what, what, that's what happens when you get out of the rabbit hole. You learn some very dark shit. But there's always some good stuff that you can look into as well. The duality plays into literally everything, guys. Yeah,
0: yeah. I d- no like, what is it? Mic drop on that one. Like <laughs> play into the <laughs> duality of that one. I couldn't find my words because I'm like, yeah, yeah. Because a lot of people just like they they stop, they stop looking at it. They get really scared. And um, again, as above, so below. The darkness comes to light. Like all these things can't exist without the other. And yeah, it doesn't need to be scary.
1: No. It doesn't. Yeah.
0: No. So I want to know something too. So in your own journey of how you got into this kind of stuff, can you give us a little bit of an overview of like how did you find yourself going okay. down this rabbit hole? Like how'd you fall in?
1: <laughs> so just the history in general of this uh succeeds, you know, when I like before I got into numerology astrology, I was always into like just philosophy and spirituality. Which I later came to find out was because of my life path seven and my philosopher, which equals one four one, just like Jelani Anderson. But you know, I grew up around. Like, wait, per- sorry, I didn't
0: mean to cut you off. Your name is one four one as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, my name Jelani oh. Anderson, like like Thomas Anderson. You know, a lot of people call me Neo. And
0: That's so cool.
1: In high school, everybody would like be like Mister Anderson, you know, walking by me. And, my teachers would do it too
0: my god you're the real life neo
1: real life neo right
0: damn okay so, keep going i'm sorry
1: <laughs> yeah um growing up i was fortunate to be uh raised by parents who were like pretty religiously open minded and just had a spiritual connection like my dad was into hinduism because my mom is indian mm-hmm. so like we would go to those vedic temples and i was introduced to meditation and prayer, like at a really young age. But then I also have grandparents who are um, Christian. So I would go to church as well. And I went to school with Muslims. I went to school with um, people who were Jewish. So I also got like a little bit of insight on other religions and other views. So I never really like got into dogma. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just that alone, looking back on it, I can tell I I've reincarnated enough times. I've built enough credit through different lifetimes to where like, I can see that they all hold truths to it. Um, and you know, I went to high school with like the same spiritual insight, but of course I didn't like take it as serious cause I was trying to like be a, a YouTuber, like, I I had a gaming clan and we were like posting videos and stuff and I was just really into that at that point in my life. But once things started to take a turn and things weren't going my way, I really, it like nudged me back into thinking philosophically and spiritually. And I started exploring these things that I was introduced to at a young age. I was like, okay, where can I find some answers, you know? And I, started hitting up all my friends, different religions, attending mosques, going to churches. You know, it's funny because people also call me life of Pi because I, I kind of look like the dude <laughs> Indian and in the movie, he literally like goes through different phases of being in different religions. And I was doing that too. But, um, and by the way, one for one are the first three digits of pie, like out of the infinity.
0: Oh yeah, you're right. 3.141. Yeah. 1. There you go.
1: 3.141. 1. So um, it wasn't until twenty twenty when I got red pilled about numerology. It was actually Kobe's death that uh wow. sparked an interest and rest in peace to that legend, you know. Mm-hmm. But I I was like, Oh, wait a minute. Things are, are lined up. And mm-hmm. I started exploring other celebrity deaths and I was seeing that they were not only lined up with numbers, but people were predicting them. There was a community of people predicting when it would happen and it wasn't until Chadwick Boseman died 4 hours after my friend tweeting a celebrity is going to die today and I like I saw it happen <laughs> I saw him tweet it and then it happened and I was like okay yeah this stuff is real but uh, you know I I used it to start decoding sports I got into like numerology based betting and it Me too shout out <laughs> Yeah, literally like the past four years, I've gotten all the Super Bowls right. I've gotten all the NBA finals right. These games are all coded. But that's just still what I consider a surface level of it because it goes Mm -hmm. so much deeper into self and everyone. A lot of people who are actually in the Gamacho community think it's just strictly the elites who fabricate events using their Kabbalah and their magic. But no, you know, there's a real source code playing out through everyone And they're just these little pieces on the checkered board, which are playing dark. And you see that illustrated by the Masons, you know, this checkered board, which is basically summarizing what this reality is. You know, we have light and dark workers.
0: Yeah. And I have a quick question. This is just an an op ed piece question for you, because I feel like celebrities are on their whole little, you know, there's that whole, uh, maybe they did sell their soul. Maybe someone else is controlling them. Maybe they're more warped into the matrix. Not sure. Um, What I found is, especially right now, um, via like TikTok and stuff. Sorry, everybody. um, The astrologers, they're all talking about how Venus is in retrograde right now. So we're going to see all these celebrities breaking up. What's happening? All these celebrity couples are breaking up. And that's kind of promoting like a lot of fear in like the general public. But it's almost like, all that kind of stuff is orchestrated based on these codes and these teachings to almost like, I don't know if it's to to use them to provoke fear or if they just kind of don't have as much free will because they are a little bit more controlled in general, that their codes are just playing out way more than than people who have this knowledge. Like, what what's your thought on that with celebrities so, in general? Like, I kind of just feel like there's something so,
1: different. This is my take They're definitely a lot more enlightened in the regard of the occult and some of these mystical arts and just just the average person is. But Mm -hmm. I would say like a truther or a person who goes down the rabbit hole would be a little more enlightened than the celebrity on occult things. And you may find that surprising, but. What I see a lot of the community does is they put them on a pedestal like, yeah, Mm -hmm. these people are initiated into the Kabbalah and they're high-level Freemasons and they know all this magic and stuff. I still don't think they have that much awareness of what they're really doing. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. a little more than what the average person knows for sure. I mean, they do all these symbols and signs and they move by the numbers, but they're actually just being managed by something with greater knowledge. And... You know, not just physical managers, but actual metaphysical, spiritual, um, you know, programs or whatever could be in the astral plane and, you know, these higher realms, just like how we're being micromanaged by a source code. It's sort of the same thing. We're all like we're all puppets in a way we're being used.
0: You just validated my thoughts because I've been randomly thinking about that. I'm like, huh. Because there's this astrologer that I love. um, Shout out Danielle, star, sun, and moon. I'm not sure if you know her on Twitter, but she's people usually know her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you've seen an astrologer on Twitter, she's just like been the OG on Twitter. And she is like the prime celebrity predicting astrologer. (laughs) Like All of her takes are like, this is going to happen to such and such at whatever time. Like you're talking about, like your friend. And um, I just found that so interesting. I'm like, there's got to be like a level to this because I know that most of them are initiated into, a, you know, hidden hands and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so but I also kind of thought, like, I wonder if they really know what they're doing. And yeah. you just validated me. So,
1: <laughs> Right. It's like that, you know, they're really just told what to do by yeah. whoever manages them physically and then just. On a bigger metaphysical level they're just playing out their part as actors in this reality it's funny because there's like layers to being an actor they are consciously knowing that they're playing a role and that they're acting but they don't have the awareness that there's an even bigger stage that Mm -hmm. they're playing for that involves every person in the world who you know we're all actors
0: yeah yeah Oh, and I have a quick question, too. So, you know, if anybody uh, has been on the Internet, so all of you guys, you always hear the term or or the phrase hacking the matrix and um, all that kind of stuff, red pilling, whatever. Do you believe that through some of these teachings and the things that we're talking about today that you actually can hack the
1: matrix? Hacking the matrix. (laughs) yeah um when you begin to learn these things you have unlocked a privilege basically that's a lot of people haven't taken the time to unlock you can get just more fortunate in certain scenarios when you have the knowledge to do so i think our application of this to sports betting is one great example like you know There's some days that I've just sat inside my room and have made more money than like (laughs) what I would have just going to work every day for a month. So, you know, it, it definitely is like hacking. It is like having a cheat code when you learn these things, because now you're able to use them to have financial leverage. But it works based off of divine timing. Mm. Don't try to put too much force into it because I notice a lot of people will get eager to get into betting and they'll start doing it every single day and they'll decode way too much. What's going on in the sports scene? I'm like, slow it down. Look more into your organic code. Look into Mm. yourself and on divinely timed dates that complement your personal code will be when you find you you win.
0: Right. So that even makes me think about how, you know, if somebody's having a really great day or, you know, they're doing a system that seems to be working really, really well. And you're like doing the same things that they're doing, but it's not working for you. It's because they're going off their own personal code and you're trying to follow their code, but you got to look at your own code. And yeah, so you can't just always, there's always this error of really being true to yourself no matter what. I mean, that sounds corny and cliche, but it's like, yeah, you cannot copy anybody else, even though this world makes it seem like if you do the same steps that somebody else is doing, it's going to work out the exact same as you. You, But it's just like proof that that can't happen that same way.
1: Right. Now, yeah. I'll give you just a quick example of this and my little hack. OK, <laughs> so love it. I, I was born at 420 a.m. That's Shout one out. hell of a time to be born. Yeah. 420 a.m. Um. And Douglas Cannon has this whole like thing that's actually starting to become trending now.
0: Ooh, it's called okay. The
1: Answer to the Ultimate Question of Life, Universe, and Everything. And it's just 42. It, mm-hmm. You know, That's the title of it. And basically, um, my first ever betting win when I first got into Gematria was $420. I didn't know this at the time because I didn't <laughs> know even what time I was born. Yep. But that was my first ever winning amount. It was $420. And on the day that I won the most money thus far off of betting was on a date that added up to 42 So, you know, look into yourself more. Look into your organic code. Take note of the times you have a good day. Take note of the times you have a bad day. This is why it's not as black as and white as just your enemy year your enemy sign you know there are numbers that play into this too on every single day
0: yeah and
1: yeah. keep note of that and start moving based on the code i mean I, uh, what's his name rick ross literally says says that in his song called freemason <laughs> Like he's talking about these codes these hackers can't crack oh you know there you
0: go and i, lo- I, I love i am the- a
1: hacker equals 420 in Sumerian. Oh. Really? Yeah, I am a hacker. Sumerian is a cipher where A is 6, B is 12, C is 18, so it goes by 6s. And when you type in I am a hacker, that computes to 420. So I am a hacker of the Matrix. I am Neo.
0: <gasps> no, you really are. Like, I, I I, I get the vibe. Like, truly. Like, as soon as you said that, Mr. Anderson, I was like, yeah, this is the real-life Neo. <laughs> um, the there you go. But I also wanted to ask you one more thing um, in regards to um, just the the birthdays or the personal numbers, because you touched on it. And I want to go a little bit deeper. So um, you were talking about, you know, it's not just your enemy sign. There's like other things working because me personally, uh, and you were saying that you're a goat. I'm a rooster. We're kind of like neutral. i believe. neutral. Yeah. Yeah. But I fucking love goats. Everybody that means so much to me is a goat. My partner's oh, wow. a goat. Like my best friends are goats, and I just meet goats constantly. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to oxes, which are supposed to be my, uh, you know, in my trine of of my friend signs, I've always yeah. had an ox. I, I have a couple friends that are ox. I don't want to like you know <laughs> yeah, say the yeah. whole you throw out the whole system. Um, but anybody who's like kind of done me wrong has been an ox. I'm like, what is that? (laughs) So
1: it's
0: been interesting. So I've had to look at my own personal code and my numbers and like try to figure that out because I'm like, oh, who knows?
1: Exactly. Yeah. That's why it can't just be solely based off of one thing. Um, You have to look into a multitude of things that come into play. So you might have some enemy numbers or enemy life paths or just the energy of a certain number with these individuals that don't align with you. And Yeah. that's what's playing into it.
0: Yeah, it was super interesting because one person was a nine ox and I'm a nine mm-hmm. rooster. And I thought like that was gonna be cool, but <laughs> apparently not.
1: Apparently not. <laughs> and uh, nine, by the way, just spelled out equals 42 in English. <gasps> Look at us. Yep. Well, I well, I have nine energy with me because I'm born on the 18th. So
0: oh, okay, cool, cool. No, and, and I feel like with my my number so i'll just here's my birthday everybody um but i'm february 3rd and then um people can guess the year uh based on my chinese astrology but um because i've got the 2 and then the 3 and then the 5 of all of that i feel like there's a lot i just have a kind of like a well-rounded you know ladder up this up the scale and then for some reason too one is supposed to be my enemy number but i have so many friends that are ones and we've always gotten along as well so it's it's interesting and those have been friends like 15 year plus relationships Mm. and i've always had you know like my teacher um he's always been like oh that's interesting. Like just don't spend out, spend a lot of time with them because maybe you'll like get sick. So it's like that kind of stuff might happen too. It's not like they might do you wrong or something.
1: Exactly.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. So
1: I'm touching on something. I'll provide another example here with the ox, which is my enemy sign. So before I was even aware of this, I dated an ox Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, we would just like, conflict a lot over like very small things. And it would make no sense to me, I would be like, how would these small things just be such a big deal, you know? And, you know, after it was over, I noticed with my friends who were oxes, the same thing would happen, like, Mm. especially when it came into just ideas, they would always have like a different idea. And even simple things like where we want to go to eat. They would have a different place in mind and you go back and forth and it's like, okay, there is definitely something to this enemy sign shit, you know, Um,
0: it's just not flowing naturally.
1: It's just it does not flow as easily as it would with a friend sign. Um, And, you know, in the enemy year, that's why you just have to be a little more, you know, low key, a little more careful. Even though my Mm -hmm. enemy year was pretty solid for the most part, I wasn't, you know, out there like doing too much you know so i feel like i stayed safe yeah um i'm kind of going where i was gonna go
0: no worries circle back circle back after i say this because um so this year is technically my my enemy year and i've just been doing the same thing like laying low and chilling and yeah i think how's it been it has been it's been good like I can't complain. Like I did get laid off in June, but that to me is kind of like I kind of take those moments as like, oh, I'm supposed to be doing something else, you know. But right. other than that, like it just I've just been laying low, doing a lot of Kundalini, chilling, <laughs> living in love. Yeah. Um, but but again, you're right. Like in, unless I knew this prior. Uh, maybe I wouldn't be taking these precautions and I would be, like, out trying to do a bunch of stuff and it would just, like, not be working for me. So, right. yeah.
1: So, that's what I was going to say. Here's, oh, okay. like, a little example. Well, you can find some examples where just bad shit will happen, especially to celebrities in their enemy year. But I, I was going to say, I saw something on Twitter where this dude who is, like, a professional, like hardcore person fell off a building only now this year and he's a rooster so Uh. it's like you play stupid games you win stupid prizes in your enemy year so if you're doing Mm -hmm. something like that in a friend year you're probably not going to fall off a building right but if you're doing Mm -hmm. something risky and dangerous this is what i'm getting at do something that is normally risky in a friend year you might get away with it but in an enemy year you're screwed so like kobe bryant going in a helicopter in an enemy year you know it didn't end well so there's a lot of examples like that of you know when it'll happen and that again it just plays into the fact that we're in a virtual reality we're in a matrix that is literally has the rules set on these you know numerical and astrological things
0: yeah what is your thought then on like the amount of power that your thoughts and intentions have over all of these, you know, maybe baseline programs? What do you feel about that?
1: So I think um, you definitely like have some personal power, like with intentions, especially if you're just doing a lot of present moment awareness and saying like, hey, I have to, Be aware of this, this and that, but I am also divinely protected. And if you're just taking time to really um, anchor yourself into empowerment and protection and doing like magic, Mm -hmm. it'll, it'll be a little more smooth sailing than opposed to not taking the time to do that. But I would say it's a little harder. Just because we're just because of the yuga cycle that we're in, we're in the Iron Age, which is just a bit more dense. So things are a lot more physically based.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Whereas like you could manifest just out of thin air in prior ages, or even just in a higher dimensional reality, you would be able to think and instantly create whereas here there's has to be a lot of driving manual force and Mm -hmm. you, you more so have to play into the rules and maneuver with these rules. But yeah, there are little glitches. There are little hacks and you do have some divine protection. If you, I really do think if you, I wouldn't say pray hard enough, but if you put a lot of energy and intention and focus into calling out to whatever it is that you may think protects you, you, you will be protected. It, it there just has to be a lot of force applied to it, you know,
0: Mm-mm. like a lot of consistency. Because I felt like no, yeah. like before in my life, and I'm not sure. I have I have another question about the whole Iron Age thing, but I'm not sure. Um, in my like maybe 10 years ago, like things did feel smoother. So I'm not sure when this Iron Age really started. But how long do they last? And what did you call it again? It started with a G. What are these eras
1: Yuga cycles. That's oh sorry like the y- a yuga. Yeah. Okay. So we're in Kali Yuga which is the equivalent of the Iron Age. Okay. Um
0: Did that start recently or have we always lived through that based on 2000 our 2000 years ago. Oh shit. Okay. So Yeah. Well, yeah. So yeah, we we've, we've been in it.
1: We've been in it for quite a while. I would say just you know, depending on your age, of course, when you first start off life is a little easier because you're more like in that, like, blissful ignorance area era. And that's just, like, a great part of it. And then when you age, things become to get a little, you know, they get a little crazy. You get into the nit and gritty of it. But um, you still can come out empowered once you ride those waves and start to master how to be a surfer in this dualistic reality.
0: Yeah. So do you know right off how long we have of the Iron Age left?
1: So... I think we're right now, we're at the point where we're transitioning from iron to gold. So we're actually at nice. the pinnacle.
0: <laughs> Word.
1: This, this means we're at the pinnacle of the degeneracy, which will come in the iron age, which we are now seeing in the modern world. I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> it is very, very crazy out there, you know, yeah. and, but that is also the sign that like w- things are about to make that full circle where it reverts back to The golden era. And it won't really happen in our lifetime, but we're going to get energy from it in our lifetime because we're just so close to it. So those people who, you know, have really taken the path of becoming enlightened and illuminated, they will absorb a lot of that golden age energy and just have their own little bubble within this crazy world. Having your own little peaceful bubble is what I like to call it, you know, know, and you can make that.
0: I didn't mean to cut you off. You know, what's so funny is I feel like whenever I talk to like, you know, I just met you today like face to face, but I feel like anybody who's kind of in the same community, like Can you imagine, like, before we all reincarnated, like, this is the shit that we would have done. We would have been like, we're going right on the precipice. That's just going to be crazy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, when you really think about your soul, like, I can think about my soul being like, nah, put me in, coach. Even though, like, now as a human, I'm like, oh, it'd be so great to live in the golden era. Like, that would be wonderful. But then when I really think about myself, I'm like, nah, I would have done this. (laughs) Like, I picked this for a reason.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like you know you're you're experiencing the wholeness of a spectrum here in this age exactly so you're getting a little bit of everything and i think um everybody who's here right now especially a lot of the younger generation coming up now don't get me wrong there's a lot of fools in the young generation but i think the old souls are really old in this young generation we are older than the ones who are um boomers and generation x you know we are just able to anchor into so much information and learn at a very fast rate and it just seems like we've done a lot of rounds in here we're just younger vessels but way older souls um encompassing them so you know
0: yeah so also too based on the, the degeneracy that you were talking about i can see it because you know what the precipice of like 2020 um, which is funny because I, I kind of really stepped into all of this stuff around the same time, too, um, whether it was the energy or whether it was like we just had more time to ourselves or whatever. Um, I saw a sign. I was like, I don't know if people were really going to wake up. And then I'm noticing that people really are looking at things differently. Even people who are so gung ho on one side of uh, politics are now like, oh, and then <laughs> and I'm seeing it just within like two and a half years. Yeah and it's really it, it i'm not going to lie i am glad that i was proven wrong and I'm really happy too. like people are taking more of a stand. Um, no offense to anybody who does this. This is the thing too. like, no offense to anybody who's like an OF creator. But like, again, how many OF creators do we need? Is this really like making the world a better place? Not trying to be rude. I'm just saying that I think that even if you are doing that, I can guarantee you have other skills that might be more helpful to the planet. And I want to see you do those things. So like it's it's one of those things like I see people waking up being like, no, like I could do that and make more money, but I have other things to do. Like I'm seeing the shift. Yeah. Like, not as many people are falling trapped to like the easy kind of things that you could do that people are like, oh, look, it's shiny. You know, I'm seeing more people use discernment. And I didn't see that two years ago.
1: It's playing out exactly like how a movie would, you know, <laughs> and the end result is going to be a lot of people who are straggling behind are going to be rudely awakened and you see that every single day i think upcoming 2024 election it, they're oh. going to be so dumb with it and so comedic and so ridiculous that it's going to force a lot of people to say hey this is this all seems like oh. bullshit you know um yeah because it, this all moves cyclically and karmically and there's a mass awakening that just it, it, it's prophecy you know where. Um. Like you said, we chose to incarnate in what I'd like to call the end times matrix, which doesn't mean the end of the world, but the end of a very big era, the Iron Era, which is just degeneracy and Babylonian shit, you know?
0: Sodom. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Okay, this is kind of like off track, but not really. Um, Do you know Roseanne Barr?
1: I've heard of the name, but I'm not familiar.
0: Okay, do you remember? It was like an 80s and 90s show, like the Roseanne bar show and um you've probably you've probably seen it but anyway like she was canceled like truly canceled like however many years ago because she was just she was starting to say some like red pill stuff before other people were saying it but now but now she's like back and she's been going on podcasts with like theo vaughn and talking about this kind of stuff again and more people are like starting to be like oh like even though roseanne is kind of like crazy she's like an old comedian so um you know she's she's hilarious too but it, like a couple years ago, if I said Roseanne Barr was hilarious, people would be like, screw you, Flip, because she's so problematic. But now people are starting to kind of like listen to something she says, like some things she, they are a little bit out of pocket. But um, she started to say, I don't believe that there's going to be a 2024 election in the first place. Like yeah. it, it might be something as crazy as like they just cannot get it together this time. And I was like, you know what? I kind of. Yeah. I kind I, really that. can see
1: that, too. I've had several friends come up and tell me it's not going to be an election at all. I think it's just going to be canceled, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of like, oh, there's so many ways. What, what is it? It's a plot twist in our movie. It's like, which plot is it going to take? We shall see. Who knows?
1: <laughs> I just find a very um, likely outcome will be that Donald Trump, D, the fourth letter, T, the 20th. Takes the title in 2024 because that swings the pendulum back to, you know, Republican. And they like to go back and forth between the two and just stir up the most controversy between two sides. And that would get a lot of people mad. And it would also be like a perfect collapse for the United States because he's a dog and that's the enemy oh. sign of the dragon. We're going into the dragon year. Right. So if he takes power, He's imprinting that enemy energy on the country, which could be very chaotic. So, right,
0: and that's what they that, they so want that to happen.
1: Definitely. That's that way he can tra- be
0: the fall guy, too.
1: He's like, a fall guy, yep.
0: Oh, look at us. Look at you, Neo. I th- yep. <laughs> I think you're onto something. Dang. Yeah. All right, taking bets now. I'm going to just taking- call it. I think you are correct. <laughs> yeah. Dang! all right well there you will have it folks just kidding <laughs> but okay because I'm just so blown away with this kind of stuff and I kind of I, I, I didn't mean to like take over on some questions over here but is there anything that we didn't touch on today that you've been wanting to talk about before we end this episode and I definitely if you're down I want to have you back on because I think we only dipped our foot into the oh, pool yeah. of this Information. And I think this is a good, like, first introduction to people uh, or first introduction lesson for people who don't really know anything about this kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, before we end it, I'll just say one more thing of just another scripted scenario that I experienced that caused me to want to look into things a lot more. And this is why I encourage people to pay attention to places they go and what they see, because, you know, you're going to take note of that and then look back on it and be like, wow. I'm reflecting now. This is really crazy. This is really scripted. My bad phone's ringing. Okay. When I was with my ex girlfriend, we kept getting hotel room 227. So, like, we were traveling and we get a hotel in one area and it's room 227. And this number, 27s in general, that was something I was encountering a lot. So, I was like, wow, that's kind of odd. And then we got another hotel room, not even a week later, that was 227. So it's like, how does that happen? This was totally deterministic. I mean, what are the odds we get the same room number in different locations? Come to find out, I'm born on the 49th day of the year, 227 is the 49th prime number. And I'm going to touch on this in the next episode when I do come back. But I had like an eye disease, like an issue with my eye that I still do have and I got surgery in my right eye for it. It was 227 months after I was born. And 22 divided by seven is 3.14, so you have the pie once again. And uh, it's more just a justification that this source code is working through me and it wants me to awaken to the fact that life is scripted. And a lot of people are unaware of it. You know, they're so in the grid That, you know, they're focused on basic necessities, survival. So they're not really observing these things. But we are in the Truman Show, ladies and gentlemen. Your life is scripted. So.
0: Wake up. I'm just kidding. No, but really. (laughs) Um, No. Okay. You even got me thinking just real quick. Something before I I really. God. Maybe it was like five years ago. But um, I watched the documentary on Tesla's like 369 theory. And you know what got him to was hotel rooms. Because he wouldn't Mm -hmm. stay in rooms that weren't that didn't equal up to either a three, six or nine. And that was like towards the end of his life. And um, they still never really figured out exactly what he was getting at, except for, you know, he loved the number nine. Ultimately, like he had a a, like a paper on that. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. He had a fascination with how most of the equations and most like geometrical shapes. Like when you use a certain equation, they all equal out to nine. And um, so yeah, he would not go into a hotel room or a building that did not equal up to that. He would walk around buildings three times, six times, or nine times. Like I need a- I haven't been able to find this documentary since, but um, very cool stuff. And you just reminded me of that. So yeah. we will have to touch base on a second episode because this shit is just now getting good. So definitely come back on. Uh, for everybody who wants to. You know, maybe have a conversation with you or just follow you and see what you post. Where can people find you?
1: So on Twitter, I am at God's Matrix, G-O-D-S, Matrix. And you can ask me anything you want on Twitter. I'm pretty open about numerology and stuff, but I also shit post, So, yeah.
0: yeah. Classic. Um, (laughs) Classic Twitter. Classic. Yep. (laughs) Oh, excuse me. X.
1: X, yeah. The 24th (laughs) letter.
0: yeah oh yeah there you go uh well, everybody, thank you again for tuning in to another episode of The Flip Side where we talk everything upside down and inside out. And today we really talked about everything. So uh stay tuned for more. If you have any questions, I'm sure you guys do, please don't hesitate to reach out to either one of us. I will put Jelani's uh information into the show notes, let you guys know where to find him and all the good stuff that he posts. But Jelani, it was such a freaking pleasure to have you on. Thank you for coming over to the flip side and uh everybody check out the new merch that I got available. Um That's just a little little plug. Um, New stuff coming soon. And yeah, Jelani, thank you. You are the GOAT. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Catch you guys back on the flip side. Bye.